Mala! Yuck Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am happy to be with you to wrap up our cannon fodder season. And I am joined by my pals, my buddies. I got I got Jack Hall. Sup. Sup, man. Yo. Yo. And, and also James Cotta. I am thrilled to be here for the final episode, episode eight, The Confrontation. The Confrontation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, Nick Boxer is going to confront something for us soon as well. Yes, greetings and salutations running high and tight. High and tight. Um, yes, we're right into the meat of this. Today we're talking about Ninja 2, The Confrontation, I believe, is the subtitle on that? Am I correct? American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. That's right, Tar. Confrontation, yeah. season wraps up with, uh, you know, I, I thought, I really thought that, you know, Sam Furstenberg and Michael Dudikoff would really bring it. I I was completely wrong, but that's okay, you know. So, so you know, Nick, American Ninja 2, please. I, I think you're underselling this film. It has super ninjas. Um, now, uh, Joe and his buddy Steve James are called in after the event, events of American Ninja 1 to investigate some missing Marines on what I believe is the Fiji Islands. It is never said. I looked it up. There is no official thing. Well, they arrive in this Marine town populated solely by beach bum marines everyone's wearing a hawaiian shirt run by wild bill hickok uh or wild bill they call him i don't know if his last name is hickok i don't think it's ever said but uh gi joe could have won a lawsuit was invented before this movie uh about that care that character but anyway uh after questioning the one guy who is obviously involved in uh, these misery marine things, they sort of discover that, you know, ninjas are about, and there's a couple ninja fights, then Steve James runs off and discovers that a drug lord is on the island, is kidnapping marines and brainwashing them into robot ninjas to sell to the highest bidder. Steve James then comes in running with the Marines all behind him to uh, kick some butt and uh, take down all the ninjas. But you know what? Joe has taken care of all the ninjas by the time they got there. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Okay. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> It no, just... I mean, that's the thing is, do I love this type of movie? Yeah, I, I love this type of movie that, you know, I, I'm terribly entertained by, you know, these canon movies with the bad choreography and, you know, and the, the feels like it's like the budget of, a, of an episode of the A-Team and this and that. But I also don't think it's going to be a high score because it is just generic, fun, typical canon movie. There's something that happened, I think, um, you know, and it's and it's an interesting thing because like Sam Furstenberg 
for a little while felt like this amazing director that could almost do no, I mean, I'll say wrong, but I really mean right. And, and now it just seems like with, especially with uh, Avenging Force and now into this, that he kind of settled into a real groove of just competent. And the problem with him being competent is that it makes the movie typical. Well, I have, seen did, did this come before or after ninja 3 domination that i do not know let me look it up for you guys all right it's excellent. 87 do you know what not uh domination was i think it was 86 but i will confirm we'll just we'll just stop uh stop the show right now but uh i mean sam Furstenberg definitely has a lot of uh well it was 84 ninja 3 the domination was 84 so i think the the thing is, is that it's really after '84 that he does become kind of more more competent. When you talk about American Ninja Avenging Force, then American Ninja Two. So yeah, I think that it's almost like he did learn his craft enough to to reach this point of of canon competency. It was uh, 1984. Yeah, kind of workman like. Like, yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, and, and he continued doing a lot of movies because he could tell a coherent story. It would come in at 90 minutes and he would stay on budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's and that's really that w- that can keep you working for most of for most of your life. if You can uh, successfully do those three things. Well, exactly. And, and when you think about these movies, I mean, you can have especially in the 80s. I mean, you've got to make your hay because. This is a, was a prime time for the kind of movies that he did. I mean, and we saw that he didn't work much past 2000, that's for sure. Yeah. But it's like you could really do a lot of damage if you were good at this kind of movie in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's a real gold rush era for like for lower budget, uh, especially action films, because they did so well uh, in foreign markets. Uh, you know, explosions are uh, explosions work in every language. Yeah, <laughs> and so did ninja fights. Uh, what, what was up with the fighting in this? Like, did they like forget to hire a fight choreographer? Well, no. Or, a funny it's thing: like he, the it's choreographer like was worse in this than he was in the first one. Like, he knew less. Yeah, the, but the choreographer <laughs> in this case was Mike Stone again, and so you know, good to see him back. But it's one of those cases where it feels like maybe Mike Stone didn't want him to look as good as Mike Stone would have looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they didn't shoot the coverage. Like, a, like they, it was, there was a lot of, uh, of, you know, stage fighting where it's, you know, no one's coming anywhere close to each other. No, I, I got an no. entirely different impression. Of course, I, I'm still coming off the high that was, uh, Return of the Ninja. I was actually pleasantly surprised. You know, people moved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the card review was fine for this era of movie. But the, yeah, you have the fight on the beach where the, all the ninjas attack uh, Dudikoff, and they throw like spears and fire arrows at him that are clearly just tossed in from off screen. Like there's no speed to them at all. No, exactly. Yeah, but you got Steve James, and the man that man can pose. Oh, he, Steve well, James is amazing. Steve James is so phenomenal. much better. He's such a bigger action star, more charismatic than Dudikoff could ever be. Mm-hmm. And hey, it's nothing against the cough, but uh, Steve James is awesome. 
How did he never get a solo effort? Uh, Steve. I mean, Steve James deserves everything. Um, like the thing about Dudikoff is like, yeah, he's like he just kind of smolders. Like that. That tends to be what he does, and and I find it really it's fascinating to watch him because, and now that especially with two of his movies in the season, it's just like his performance is exactly the same throughout both of them. I actually discovered something in this movie. I should save it to the end, right before scoring. But I learned that you can tell the American Ninja movies from the American Kickboxer movies by who he's fighting. If he's fighting ninjas, it's a ninja movie. <laughs> Interesting. If I think... he's fighting kickboxers, kickboxers. The one thing that this movie felt like to me, and I don't have very much more to say about it, but is that it seemed like a good way to get him in different kinds of fights more so than anything. Like, like they did the usual, so now it's just like, oh, we're, we've got to throw different stuff at him so that it looks like he's doing something different. Indeed. If you say it looks like he's doing something different, I guess he was. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think the situations were different. He was not, I mean, he was just doing... Dudikoff does not, is, he's not known for his range, so I wouldn't know if different is the right <laughs> right word to describe anything he does. And, and you know, at the, fun, the funny thing is, is that after starting American Ninja 3, I would have never thought that there could have been an actor that I would have said that I would have said um, makes Dudikoff look really good. But there you go. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Doesn't he is, Doesn't he get mad because the series kind of gets taken, taken from him and given to this co-star in the next film? Well, it's given to some karate guy that I don't I don't remember his he's name. He's in it, but not much. No, or is he? I don't know. I, I, I think I he skips one. Yeah, he skips when he's in This four. is about the end of him and Canada. Oh, so before when he's in it, not much. Yeah, like this is kind of where Dudikoff and Cannon split. Uh, because yeah. Cannon was about to collapse. I mean, they only did a few more movies after this. Um, yeah. All right, well, which is, which is a sad thing, but, you know, I got to say, before we do the scoring, did it teach anybody anything else? Uh, Steve James really deserved better. I, I found found you out that you can hit people with swords, and no matter how hard or how many times you do it, there is no blood. I found if you can uh, found out if you run a sword across someone's chest, uh, it, it just kills them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just dead. Yeah. No matter how gently well, you do it. They were super ninjas. There could be a. Were a they, thing there. Mm, yeah, were they super ninjas? I just, I just don't know. But, they did um, call them super ninjas. Well, they, they, they did, were but... super ninjas. They were genetically enhanced and yet beaten up by a regular guy, no problem. Oh, well, there's a lot there. Okay, this is. <laughs> let's get to scoring because I think we're gonna get to scoring. Super ninjas <laughs> is gonna come up. All right. In our search for the ultimate B movies, we rate each film in five categories, none of which are objective quality. The first category we call schlock appeal, and we start with Stan. Well, in this case, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a Nickism, and he, he said last episode that women in prison automatically get a seven uh, just for being women in prison. Well, in this case, I'm going to give this a seven because it's an American Ninja movie, so it feels like there is an automatic level of schlock. Uh, I was gonna go with the six, but you were so persuasive. I'm agreeing with you on the seven. <laughs> Quoting me really, really gets me on your side. Yeah, you've kind of thrown me for a loop. You guys got to me so fast, number one. And number two, you both scored at a seven. I got a six because, like I say, I, I greatly enjoy this type of film from Canon. But it's not exactly, you know, it's it's pretty it's a generic Canon film, as generic as Canon can be. So, yeah, six. I will. Uh, I'll second that six. So we'll split the. We'll split the. And we'll split the voting. Uh, all right. Uh, more heart than budget. Uh, rep- I got a budget of three hundred fifty thousand. I won't disagree with you this time. That, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a perfectly fair budget for an American ninja movie. That uh, that is an American ninja movie. I will give it. Um, I'll give it a three because Steve James showed up. Uh, I'm going to split uh, split it right down the middle with a five. I mean, it's an American Ninja movie. I mean, you know what you're getting if you've already seen one or American Kickboxer or any of these films. Uh, you know what you're getting. And this is a good one, I think. Well, $350,000 is really not much money. And and there's no doubt they tried to make as good a film as they could out of that. I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. So I'll give it a six. Yeah, I don't know. The fight, the fights really bring down this number for me. Uh, I think uh, I think if you're going to you know bring it for an American, if you're going to call the movie American Ninja, the the thing that you kind of have to deliver on is the ninja fighting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could do the American one for less than that money. Um, yeah. But the ninja part, you really got to sell. So only a three for me. Uh, what the fuck moments? This is, you know, the, it's it's funny because a lot of it is kind of due to, a lot of my what the fuck is due to the overarching what the fuck of the, and the thing that sold me on doing this movie was the concept of the super ninja. But there is so much that ties into the super ninja part of this for me, where it's just that's that's also part of the disappointment. Now, um, you know, starting, I love the off the top where it was just like, okay, they sabotage the boat to get them on the island, and it's like Steve James goes for, goes to follow them into the water and and have a swim. Dudikoff stays, and I and all I could think of was like Dudikoff stayed because Dudikoff doesn't want to wreck his hair. Um, there was, there was the great point where, where he jumped into the boat, uh, which was really impressive. Um, I love Wild Bill at one point, uh, they came back and it's like, it's ninjas. And Wild Bill's like, what's a ninja? <laughs> and I'm like, pretty sure you should know what a ninja is by this point. Um, there was, there was a great, uh, Steve James moment where like a whole bunch of guys were on top of him and he like busts out and you just hear the bowling pin sound effect of like, of the strike going on. I that love so that weird. Hulk spot. That was, yeah. that was so weird. <laughs> it was just it out was, of nowhere. 
Um, and, and then we get to the Super Ninja. So, so okay, so we're, we're in the big Super Ninja spot. He says, like, I have a whole bunch of Super Ninja. And then he proceeds to have to have his main man, uh, right-hand man, slaughter every single one of them. And it was just like, okay, how is this proving how good your Super Ninja are that the one guy can kill them all? And then... And then everybody beats up on the Super Ninjas at any given point. And what's weird is they do that in the first movie, too. Yeah. Where they just kill off a whole bunch. Of, like, these guys are so awesome. I watch us kill a ton of them. Yeah, it's it's just like, there's just so much wrong with this concept of the Super Ninja. Like, they wasted it because there's, it's like, oh, we're supposed to have Super Ninjas. And then it's just like, yeah, but they all suck. So, okay, it's too bad. Um, there's a great scene where, where they're explaining all about the Super Ninjas, and Dudikoff and the woman are just hanging around in ninja in stolen ninja costumes, like the only two ninjas that are hanging around and watching, and nobody thinks that's weird. Um, I love it when they when they when the Marines invade the island, and it's just like don't fire upon unless fired upon, or you could just throw a grenade at them first. That'll be fine. Um, and um, and honestly, Steve James, wonderful wonderful actor that he that he was, with his great ninja battle at the end where he just he just gave it. It was swords. It was everything. Like it was. It was a, a masterpiece, way better than... I remember him way more than I do Dudikoff. So for that, I'll give it a 7. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of weird. Just, uh, you know, you have the American uh, uh, ninja invading a super ninja island, and everyone sort of lays down. Um, you know, you introduce the concept of a super ninja island, you better bring the heat, and it's just not here. It's super weird that the ending isn't longer or more climatic. Like, it should be awesome, and it just wasn't. A couple good fights, but not not a lot of fun. I think it was also super what a WTF that the doctor who's creating these uh, zombie ninja, super ninja dudes... Run, run! When he gets free, he runs and kills off all the guys he has in test tubes. Aren't these guys innocent Marines? Was there no dis- They never established the fact that none of this could be reversed. <laughs> You've got a good guy just killing eight of them in tubes. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'll I'll go with this X. Not I, but. There's some weird shit in this. Yeah, I think you nailed it exactly. There's a little bit of weird stuff here, but it's but it's not high. It's, it's nothing that makes me just laugh my butt off or anything, because I was just watching generally entertained because I like this type of movie more than because the WTFs were so great. In fact, I think you guys, especially Stan, covered every single one. A good <laughs> movie... A good movie leaves would leave me with a, a ten more, and then when I'm done, there's at least eight still for for uh, for uh, Jim. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna give it a six as well, but uh, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing for it. With Furstenberg, we're always expecting a ten. 
that science story is the weirdest part of the movie uh, because it's uh, you know it's it's the driving thing behind this. It's like the 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 love interest who gets introduced. It's her dad that's missing, uh, and uh, and they resolve that story with like ten minutes to go in the film, and none of our heroes are involved in the resolution of it. Uh, that he goes off and does that like blow up the lab thing. No one else had to be there for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he could have done that at any point, probably. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, and then she's fine. Like she, uh, she got a whole thirty seconds with her dad before he blew himself up, and she's cool with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Afterward, she's at a party. She's cool. She's good. She's, she said her goodbyes. I uh, still only a six for me. Memorable moments. You know what what I found most memorable about this is that it has a Guns N' Roses song that plays um, right off the top. It's one of the first songs uh, as they're cruising around uh, with the Beach Bum Marines. What and, song? Uh, looking at the credits, it's Move to the City. It's one of the early ones that's actually from their Uzi Suicide days before they signed with a major label. So I will find the fact that GNR first appeared here as uh, memorable. So I will give that a four. Uh, yeah, uh, not all that memorable for me. Uh, I think I'll remember this as the American Ninja uh, movie with the most Army, Navy bad jokes in it. Um, three. Let's go the four, because while well, you said that all the Super Ninjas sucked, there was one that didn't, and that's Shokusugi, and Shokusugi versus the the cough, uh, you know, at the end to me, that's that was uh, the only good fight in the whole movie. That plus Steve James just being Steve James, I will not forget the image of him shirt off every time he could take his shirt off, he made sure to, and he looked great and all charismatic. <laughs> I didn't realize that Shokusugi was in this. No, I didn't either. I'm looking that up. <laughs> Did I watch another film in between? <laughs> I think you did because that that's because the main bad guy is not Shokusugi. Oh, you know what? I think I watched another movie right before I watched this that had Shokusugi in it. Yes. I, I think so, that might be rough on your memorable moments score then. <laughs> <laughs> I bring stuff from a different film. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I might have watched Revenge of the Ninja or something like that. Yeah, I did. Um, I watched Revenge of the Ninja, uh-huh. so... That would have scored. I could have sworn Dudikoff <laughs> and, and Chokuzugi fought each other. But it's just that nope. maybe I dreamt it. So let's <laughs> drop this down to a two. <laughs> Ooh, rough days on that. Um, <laughs> the the fight on the beach, um, even though it's not a great fight, the, the ridiculousness of it. Um, and uh, I, 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 re- I remember the first time I saw this thinking that it's basically a surfing movie with ninja fights instead. Uh, and so that that bit of him in the wetsuit, uh, Dudikoff in the wetsuit fighting ninjas is a great uh, great image. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still only a three. Most of this is already gone. Uh, yeah. Crazy concept. Well, the part that I find the craziest concept is that uh, Gary Conway, who wrote the uh, the screenplay, had the concept for this one and uh, and for the number three, also the concept for over the top. He played the lion, so this was kind of his opportunity to, to really break out into uh, into his movies. But um, 
that's really about the as crazy as it gets. Um, I have, um, have yeah, three. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing crazy about this. I mean, they do, uh, they do mention Super Ninjas, so I guess that gets them a three. Um, and I'm willing to bet uh, that that wetsuit was uh, Michael Dudikoff's own. He brought it from home. <laughs> and and I'll add as well that the main villain in this case is Mike Stone. Are you sure it wasn't Shokasugi? <laughs> Very sure it wasn't uh, Shokasugi. Well, yeah. you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, shit, how could I not yeah. recognize him? But no. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, like, sure. You're actually thinking that's possible. That says everything you need to know about this movie. Uh, <laughs> look, Super Ninjas isn't that crazy in, in the 80s, but it's still a little crazy. So I will give it a three. But, but uh, yeah, this film is scoring pretty much as I knew it would. <laughs> I... I think the super ninja and the, the, the like the kind of James Bondy uh, feel to the whole thing. Uh, I think merging American Ninja and James Bond is a, is a bit of a weird thing. It's not a super weird thing, but still like it's uh, you know zombie ninjas is a uh, feels like out of line with the feel of the first film. Uh, still only a four though. All right, uh, that brings this uh, film to a final total of 46.5 out of 100, uh, which uh, puts it behind Dungeons and & Dragons and right before the big bet. So where is it in uh, in comparison to the first American Ninja movie? Like, I felt like I could have actually kept my scores exactly the same for them, but I think for me, I was most disappointed simply by the fact that the Super Ninjas, which should have really been something, just were underplayed. To give me a second so someone else talk while I'm looking. Yeah, let's, let's give him a second. So I can I can tell you that uh, we're going to be pretty soon here now. Also uh, entering the octagon for our new season. I'll explain the concept for for that season while we're waiting. Uh, the next season, Enter the Octagon, means that there's going to be eight films representing eight potential seasons. Each of us picks a potential season and picks a film to represent it in the octagon, and they compete. Whoever wins, whatever movie scores the highest, that will be the season we do the following year. Is that enough time for somebody else to talk? That was. Uh, it was just perfect. Uh, it came out three points ahead. Uh, American Ninja 2, three points ahead of American Ninja. Wow. Oh no! Wow. Hey, wow! I, That's I actually well, it's the super ninjas. That's what's going to put you over. It was the super ninjas for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kept yeah, it from no being doubt. a one to a three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, Jim, let's do some business and let's move on to the uh, to the fun business. Jim <laughs> We we are the Cult Film Showdown. We are on uh, Patreon at the Cult Film Showdown. You can support what we're doing here in our search for the ultimate B movies. Uh, we are also on. Instagram, and we are on YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app uh, and review. If you can uh, pop, pop a review in somewhere uh, or you know, a nasty comment on YouTube, we, we love those too. Uh, mm-hmm. We are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com, the home of the Octagon, and we talk Podcasts has a Twitter and they have a Facebook. I mean, seriously, if you've had any entertainment ever from this show, a dollar on Patreon, what's that to you? <laughs> okay. Well, now we get to uh, see 
see, it's interesting. Jim and I were talking earlier about whether we actually needed to gymerate for this, but ultimately, I think the fact is, so is that we just really like to say, "You can't take that from me." <laughs> I, I told you. Yeah, we just gymerate. like. Yeah, yeah, the Jimmerator's just fun. So, so please, Jim, Jimmerate! <laughs> if you support us on Patreon, then you can uh, get your own home version of the Jimmerator. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, there's your first uh, uh, Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, yeah, then then we will name the Jimmerator for uh, you know a couple seasons after you. One oh, season. even better, yeah. Not, not a couple. One season, yeah. Yeah, one season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If you have a corporate name, we, you know you can permanently name the generator after yourself uh, for, you know, for a low cost for a low cost, you know. Yeah. The, the, well, the Pepsi, the maybe, Pepsi maybe like a five-year contract. Yeah, the Pepsi generator, the the Red Bull generator. I think that has a that has a good sound to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Monster Energy generator. Oh, yeah, I like that. All right, time to generate. And generate. Up first is. Nick, uh, this is the no, 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 we can't season is uh, what you call this one. Yes. Um, and boy, I'm bringing the heat here. And may I just add this film would definitely enhance any energy drink uh, product you would <laughs> like to sponsor uh, this episode with. And, you know, I changed it right before we went in. This is a movie I've wanted to watch with you guys since day one. The most politically incorrect film anywhere has to offer, I have a feeling, The Crippled Masters. Do not get it cri- oh. confused with The Crippled Avengers, 1979's The Crippled Masters is a sight to be seen. Now... It is. That's what the no, no, we can't is the most politically incorrect movies. Is that the season? I don't yes. remember. Just, yeah. just stuff that could be never made today without some sort of riot to stop it from happening. <laughs> All right. And Jim Wright. Dan, you're up with the travel log, the Philippines. Well, uh, I've long been a fan of uh, the Filipino movies, and uh, and honestly, there is one that I have wanted to watch for so long, been holding off, and and it's finally time. It is time to put for your height only into <laughs> the octagon. <laughs> Little wing wing action oh, here yes. for you. That be that, quite a that was what I changed Cripple Mister. Uh, masters from so <laughs> well i'm really glad that you did because uh because it would have been really bad to, i would have been like wait i have nothing then. Oh, you always got to bring a backup trying to find out if there's a sequel to fear height only well you wouldn't there is but it's called the impossible kid but no but it's it's like the thing is you don't think that you should need to bring a backup when you're doing one off seasons like this well we know though we know nick loves his wang wang wing wang <laughs> we never wang. actually seen one i just like the documentary well and yeah exactly plus. exactly machete made its unleashed Great documentary that uh, has a section on him. Oh, no, Wang Wang has his own documentary as well. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. It's on Midnight uh, Midnight Pulp. Free. Midnight Pulp. Okay, I'm I'm definitely looking that up. Okay, 
Jim Rate. And Jim Rate. Jack, you're up with the jacked hall season. The ja- all jacked up. All jacked uh, up? Is that what it was? Okay. It was all jacked up. Man, do you think that's a season about me? And yes, I've been in a film, but we don't review those uh, types of films, even us. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give us a film that uh, is called Dead Heat. You guys remember Dead Heat? Oh, with the, is that the one with with uh, Piscopo? In it? That's exactly it. I mean, all jacked up means it's going to be a season of people that are all jacked up. And the jacked up person is not Treat Williams, but it is Joe Piscopo. If you Joe do Piscopo, not know yeah. that he is, he's actually a bodybuilder on the side and completely jacked. <laughs> Amazingly, and I'm not making this up, that was going to be in this season for me. And I, and I swapped it out for something else. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. This is so hilarious. This is amazing. <laughs> we are definitely in sync for once. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, filling out the the front half here of the season uh, with a season called "Let's All Go to the Lobby." Uh, this is films that uh, that are drive-in related in some way. I I, left, I wanted it to be quite broad. It can take place at a drive-in. It could be a movie that was made specifically for drive-ins. Uh, but the one that uh, we're going to start with uh, was made for. It made. It is about a drive-in. Uh, it's about a drive-in that's playing a really cool movie called Hard Rock Zombies. Uh, this is American Drive-In 1985. I was the, so uh, hoping you'd pick this. This is the film that uh, the Hard Rock Zombies was made to be part of. Uh, the, the Hard Rock Zombies is the movie within a movie of, uh, of this film. So I thought, really, we got to go find out what Papa film is about. And if you're not aware, Hard Rock Zombie is by far the all-time leader for greatest cult movie we've seen. That's right. Go back and watch that. So it, it's it's not Naked Cage. No, it's not. Uh, I'll <laughs> check the numbers. Up for it with Let me check the songs. numbers while you guys. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you got to gymerate. You That's haven't right. got time to. You got time to and check nothing. Gymerate. Uh, Nick, you're up with second bananas first. Does a gymerate count if you don't do the sound effect? <laughs> well, it did the whole time. It, does it? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. It all right. Um, my my choice for this season, this entry was, I I believe I called it second banana top dog something like that. This is where, you know, a second banana from another maybe movie franchise gets a shot at a starring role. And for this one, I'm bringing a two for Don DeLuise and Jerry Reed team up as a couple of cops. In 1970s hot stuff. 79, sorry. Those are some, those are some sidekicks of all sidekicks. I, I mean, I love Jerry Reed. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. 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 Talk, well, he was those always are in both. the mix. I, I wanted uh, to do another Jerry Reed movie, but then I discovered there's one that has both of them. <laughs> well, and the fact that they're both Burt Reynolds sidekicks uh-huh. in this case mm-hmm. is amazing. Yes, yes. Yes, hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know it well enough to know whether or not it will be. Uh, there, there's a there's there's like a three minute scene of Dom DeLuise smoking joints um, <laughs> on YouTube. Right. From what I've seen, it's gonna be it's gonna be there. All right, sounds good. All right, 
and Jim Rate. Stan, you're up with the Buckets of Blood. Well, Buckets of Blood, I know that uh, this one's kind of taken uh, taken off from Jack's, but, you know, it's it's fun to do blood, and we don't talk enough about blood in uh, in this show the, lately, so I thought it would be fun to bring that back, and uh, it was really hard because I considered Hatchet 3 just because uh, I read that it has a, a real ton of uh, of that stuff, but you got to go to the master, so I'm going with Herschel Gordon-Lewis, and I'm going to go with Gore-Gore Girls. Good pick. Good pick. Interesting, interesting. This uh, season is going to have this season's going to have some high-scoring movies. Well, let's let's hope. And Jimmerate. And continuing to Jimmerate. All right. <laughs> Jack, you're up with uh Do-over was the name of your season. Yeah, that means that uh the concept is that we get to do over a season that we did before, a movie that we picked that didn't turn out so well. We get to go back in and, and put it into a season, replace a, a movie that we had put in, or, or theoretically replace a, a movie that we had put in. So if I'm going to do that, I mean, this this movie is perfect for, the, for this podcast. Garbage day! I think most of you already know what I'm talking about just from that. If you don't, this movie could have been in our sequel season, or it could have been in our Christmas season. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Oh, that is uh, that is something. <laughs> that was in my Christmas mix a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Uh, and I'll be wrapping it up with Where in the World is Sergio Santiago? Uh, Filipino director and uh, director of 100 films. So uh, I, I hope that I've picked a good one. Uh, because I don't want to put you guys off the other 99. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, and, and, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, stack the deck a bit here. If Stan's season wins, then I can put, still put in the Serio Santiago movies that I choose for my own season if I win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a rigged game. Uh, this has, uh, this movie has a double dip for me though, because, uh, I have become infatuated by the later films of John Carradine. Uh, we've done several on this show. Uh, they are always weird. Uh, this is one of his last starring roles before he started. They started just wheeling him in for a day. Um, this is 1978's Vampire Hookers. Oh boy, Vampire Hookers! Excellent stuff. And it, if it doesn't work out, it's only 82 minutes, so you know it's not going <laughs> to hang around long. You know, and that's the great thing about so many of Sirio Santiago's movies is that they they check in in that 75 to 80 minute range, uh, and love that. You know, it's it's he 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 knows what he's doing. There's no question about that. All right, well. I'm excited. Uh, the The thing about this, the thing that I love about the whole entering the octagon concept is that we do get to bring a lot of these movies. It's a lot of different stuff, and it, it is the stuff that we're excited about bringing, and so I think that's that's great. Uh, I really am looking forward to next season. So does anybody have anything else to add before we can get on to it? Oops. No, this sounds no. like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, for Jim... And for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. He has been taught the mystic arts of war. Sigh. 
He has mastered a thousand years of secrets. He has learned the way of the ninja. Now, a soldier on a suicide mission. They have been sent to paradise. Excuse me, ma'am. Wow. To defeat a conspiracy that threatens the entire world. Who set me up? I said who? The lion. Who's the lion? He's a millionaire. He made his money on drugs. He's doing research. The super ninja. The ultimate fighting machine. Like a predatory tiger, you will feel no pain. Miracles. And know no emotion but hate. It's ninja <laughs> against ninja. Tommy, the tower! Together, they must destroy the most powerful criminal empire the world has ever known. He must defeat the most lethal assassin alive. And they must not fail. Michael Dudikoff returns as the American Ninja with Steve James in American Ninja 2, The Confrontation.